Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. In this series, we're talking about ways to define your value. How do we really discover our true worth in Christ? And so we've been just walking through all the deceptions of the world, the deceptions of the enemy, names of the enemy, the way the enemy tries to do whatever he can to keep you from understanding your truest identity, moreover, your truest value, who you are called to be, your worth. Now, let me just kind of recall some of the things that we discovered. The world's way and the enemy's way is very, um, it is changing. We talked about it being a moving target, target, whereas God's way and what God has to say never changes. It is the bullseye every time, and he is consistent and he is constant. So when we talked about beauty and looking at beauty in the world and, um, and all the different ways that different cultures and different um, countries define what is or is not beautiful, God's way is very consistent. He is never changing. Um, the world and the enemy, they're solely concerned with bringing you under their um, covering, bringing you into bondage, holding you captive. We talked about see to it that no one takes you captive through the hollow philosophies and the deceptive ways of the world rather than the basic principles of Christ. But God says, I have come that you might be free and that you would be free indeed. I've come that you would have life and you would have it to the full. And so God brings freedom. The world and the enemy wants to divide you. The enemy wants to divide you from your friends. He wants to keep you disconnected. He wants there to be dissension among the brethren, but God wants unity. Um, The world brings emptiness. God brings fulfillment. The world brings fear. God brings confidence and boldness. The world brings complexity. Come on. And God brings simplicity. The world will make you weary and faint-hearted, and God brings you power and brings you strength. So again, we're looking at these two different messages um, that we have, these choices of, of, of what we're going to believe. So in this episode, we're talking specifically about what will you choose? There's all these different messages. Look, you can't change the message of the world just like you can't change the message of God. At the end of all of this, it all comes down to what will you choose? What will you believe? So I want to talk about Paul's choice from the book of Philippians. So I'm going to read Philippians chapter 3, verses 2 through 9 to you. Um, It starts out by saying, Beware of dogs. Beware of evildoers. Beware of the mutilation. And what he's talking about is the ways of the world. He's talking about religion, all of the things at the time that were like dogs that would just want to eat you, evildoers that wanted to mutilate your identity, mutilate your confidence, mutilate your joy, mutilate your freedom, wants to destroy your marriage, wants to destroy your business. He's saying, beware of them. For we are of the circumcision who worship God in spirit, Rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. So he's saying, look, you can't stand against these things. You can't stand in the fullness of Christ and all that Christ has done for you except by the Spirit. Don't put your confidence in your flesh. You can't work your way there. You can't convince yourself into the identity of Christ. 
You have to sit yourself in the spirit and allow the spirit to do it. Um, we know the scripture says that not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He goes on and he says, though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has confidence in the flesh, I once did so much more. So now he's going to be talking about all the ways he lived his life in his old creation and all the things he put confidence in. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was of the stock of Israel. I was of the tribe of Benjamin. So he's saying, according to the world, I was all that. I was a stud. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Concerning the law, a Pharisee, I understood the law. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I had great value and was considered very worthy according to the world. The world's labels, the world's ways, the way I measured in the world was fantastic. That's what he's saying. Then it says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Concerning righteousness, which is the law, I was blameless. So I followed the law. I had it all going on. But what things were gained to me, so those things that I considered a profit to me, the things that were a gain to me, the things that I considered um, defining my value, he goes on and says, these I have counted a loss for Christ, meaning I no longer want anything to do with those standards or those forms of measuring my value or my worth. He goes on and he says, yes, indeed, I count all things a loss in exchange for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, for whom I have suffered the loss of all those things. But I count them rubbish that I may gain Christ. In some versions, it says I count them as dung, meaning poop, like they mean nothing to me. They were stinky. They were awful. And I count them as nothing compared to what I have gained in Christ. And to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, meaning it doesn't matter what I do anymore. I don't have to work to maintain this status. I don't have to work. I don't have to perform for this status. I consider all that performance, all of those labels, all of those degrees, come on. I consider my paycheck. I consider all that a loss in order that I might be found in Christ. And in Christ, I don't have to sustain my own righteousness, but which is through faith, faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God by faith. So he's talking about by faith, I've come into this identity and this value and this worth that supersedes being a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I'm telling you that there's an identity that God has in mind for you. There's a value, there's a worth that you have on your life that is way outside of what you bring home in a paycheck or what kind of degrees you have or what kind of education you have or what kind of stature you have through your natural inheritance. There is a greater measure, there is a greater value, there is a greater worth that God has in mind for you and I than that of this world. And it's one that you don't have to work to sustain, to maintain, to achieve. You'll get to just sit in it, in the spirit, through Christ, and allow and come into believing this is my value and this is my worth. So I want to so we talked about the world and all the choices that the world gives us. Talked, we talked about Paul's choice, but I want to talk about um, your choice. 
Uh, when I talked about in the very beginning that jewelry heist, um, if you didn't see episode one, go back to episode one. I talked about the two price tags and how the price tags were switched on the genuine jewel and the costume jewel and how people couldn't tell them apart. Well, what they ended up having to do was they had to bring in an expert that could really see the value of the jewel. Um, and so it didn't matter how it looked from the outside. You and I might say, well, this jewel is just as valuable to me as this one because I'm not an expert in jewelry. And so when we think about um, experts and what makes us an expert, um, I I'm reminded of in Matthew 13, 45 and 46, it says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for a fine pearl. And when he found one of great value, he went away and he sold everything that he had and he bought it. See, th this world has, will propose itself as an expert, but only God is the expert. Only God is the one who can say, you're the fine pearl. And here's how I'm going to prove it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to sell all that I have in order to purchase you back into the kingdom. I'm going to give up my life on a cross to purchase you back because I'm the expert and what the world has missed, I see. And I'm looking for a fine pearl. You and I are that fine pearl. The truth is this. Something is only worth the price that you and I are willing to pay for it. I'm going to say it again. Something is only worth the price that you and I are willing to pay for it. So I can say, well, my house is worth a lot to me because I have a lot of memories in there. And I had children that were born here. And I have memories here with my kids when they were little. And, and that makes it very valuable. But somebody else might come in here and be like, I don't see any of that. And so your house isn't as valuable to me as it is, or as valuable to them as it is to me. And so something is only worth the price that you're willing to pay. Sometimes I watch those, I don't know, those old uh, TV shows where they're doing like uh, auctioning off like old paintings or auctioning off old pieces of art. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes I look at these paintings and these pieces of art and I think, that's ugly. I like would not want that in my house. Yet they're slapping like thousands of dollars on the value of these because and some people will pay that because they see it as valuable and so for them the painting is worth two thousand dollars whereas i might be like the painting's not worth that to me i remember going to a um doing this conference actually uh for a group of at-risk teen girls and i remember um, this young girl having this tattered she was probably 12 years old and she would carry around this tattered stuffed puppy everywhere and this puppy was like missing an eye and his ear was um, had been sewn back on and he was clearly very old and she clung to it all the time and so I asked one of the workers there I said what's the story behind the puppy and she said well it's the um, the last thing that her mom gave to her before her mom passed away and so she clings to that puppy and she said it's interesting how the kids will kind of tease her and they'll take the puppy and they'll hide the puppy and so it's interesting how, and so when I had a conversation with this young girl and I said, so, you know, I hear that your mom gave you this puppy. And she said, yeah. And I said, well, why do you love this puppy so much? And it was interesting. I thought she was going to say, um, it's because my mom gave it to me, whatever. But she didn't say any of that. What she said was because it's mine. And, and I felt such a spiritual moment in that and recognizing that she had such a love and such an affection and this puppy that seemed very tattered that I probably wouldn't pay five cents for in a rummage sale for her it was worth everything and it wasn't necessarily because her mom had given it to her it's because it was hers it was the one thing that she felt like she could claim as 
hers. And I'm reminded in 1 Samuel, it says, For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people, because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. And I feel in that that God is saying, Look, I am the expert. I know the price that you are worth, but at the end of the day, you are mine. You are my people. You are my own. And people might see that you're missing an eye or that your ear's been sewed back on or that you're tattered and you're stained and you're old and used and abused, but that's not what I see. When I look at you, I see that you are mine. Um, You have no idea the value that you have. If you sit in the presence of God, God himself will tell you, this is what I see when I see you. Remember we talked about um, the woman, um, the adulterous woman, when she looked in the face of Jesus and was like, there's something that he sees that everybody else doesn't see. There's something that he sees that I haven't seen when I look at myself in the mirror. The way he looked at her, the way he gazed at her, he saw the original design in her. He saw you are mine. I paid a price for you. Look, here's the deal. If I were to purchase something, in fact, I, I do this I do this conference and I, I give all the, the girls, this is usually a girls conference, and I give them a pearl and I tell them I want, I go out and I hand them a little pearl and, and I said to them, look, I could tell you that this pearl is real and maybe it is. Or I could tell you these pearls are not real and maybe they're not. Um, I could tell you uh, that these pearls I could ask you what you think these pearls are worth, and you might all come up with different answers. But the reality is, only I know the value of the pearl because I am the one who went to Hobby Lobby, wherever it is I get them, and I pulled out my pocketbook and I paid the price for the pearls. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. Only I am the one, only I in the room am the one that knows the value of the pearls because I am the one that pulled out my pocketbook and I paid the price. So only I know the price of the pearl. And this is how God is with you. This is why Jesus knows the true price because he's the one who paid the price. He's the one who showed up gave his life and paid the price through his life. He is he and he finds you worthy of paying that price. So again, some people might say, well that's not worth that to me. Well, Jesus found you worth it. He found you worthy of paying the price of his life. It doesn't matter if you think you're worth it. The reality is he knows you're worth it. His choice was already made, and you cannot change God's choice. His choice is not in question. You were saved because of God's love for you. He gave you abundant life because of his love for you. His choice is not in question. The only choice that is in question is your choice. And that's what I want you to think about as we end this entire series. What choice will you make? Will you choose to believe you are chosen, you are blessed, you are loved, you are accepted, you are God's child, you are complete, you are forgiven, you are uh, indwelt by his spirit, you are purposeful, you are a perfect design, you you carry the inheritance of Jesus. Come on, we could go on and on and on of the things you are, and I could say it over and over and over again, and I do in all of my different episodes, 
But at the end of this episode, when it comes to the end of this episode, you need to sit for a moment and say, but do I believe it? Will I choose to believe it? Can I declare it? Can I look in a mirror and say it to myself? Lisa, you are forgiven. Lisa, you are purposeful. Lisa, you are designed in his perfection. Lisa, you are complete. Lisa, you have uh, the righteousness of Christ on you. Will I believe it? So I want you to think about that passage that I quoted about the fine pearl and how a merchant goes out searching for a fine pearl. And when he finds one, he gives, he sells all that he has in order to purchase it. But I want you to think for a moment that what the fine pearl is, is life to the full. That God is saying, hey, I want you to be the merchant and I want you to go. And we are, we're in search of a fuller life. We're in search of completion. We're in search of value. We're in search of of something that's going to make us feel accomplished. The world communicates that all the time. We're in search for that. And God is saying, I am it. The gospel, not just the salvation, but the abundance that not just life, but the life to the full. That is the fine pearl that you're looking for. Will you sell out? Will you be like Paul and say, I'm going to consider everything in the world. I'm going to sell out everything that the world has offered. I'm going to lay it all down in order to purchase, to buy into the fine pearl of the gospel, the fullness of life. I'm going to buy into the message that God says, I have great value. All right, you guys, this sums up this entire series on how to define your worth. Remember, you are worth it because God paid the price for you. He is the expert. He found a fine pearl and he sold all that he had to purchase you, to redeem you and bring you back into his inheritance. That is why you are valuable. All right, that sums this up. From now until the next series, remember, Enforcing Purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.